This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Good afternoon, y'all. You might notice this voice or not remember it. It's been a few weeks, but this is Allie Lofton, the Oyster Lady. I'm back in the studio, and Tom, are you there? Are you with us yet? He might be. He might be uh, pinging in, and um, no, no, I'm here. Hey, hi, Tom. Hi, hi, Allie. 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 Yes. Well, you know, I, uh, I, Henrik, Henrik. I uh, I mess it up with every first call every time around. That's okay. Yeah. And, How's it going? Uh, it's hard to explain because I don't know where you are. You're you're in your studio, maybe. I'm in your studio. You're in my studio. Yeah. Well, who's who's mine though? That's the funny because the other two people that we do these things from, I don't know where they are either. Well, I know Marianne. So, I know Marianne is busy today, and oh. she um, she gives me the opportunity. Um, to hang out with you and get to talk one of my favorite topics in the city. And I know we didn't get to go to lunch today. I was disappointed about that. But um, how are you feeling? You feeling better? I was. Too, I, I never felt bad to begin with. Uh, it's uh, it's been a normal kind of uh, way things go for the last uh, you know month or two. I know you've been straining a little bit of a cold. I know y'all have both had a, a little bit of a cold. So Do you have a little bit of a cold? Oh, I thought you did. Oh no, I don't have a cold at all. Oh, okay, just Marianne then. Oh, uh, there's only guessing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's on the North Shore. I'm on the South yeah. Shore in your studio here at the office. But we no, wanted to. We, I'm not there. I'm all in my own. You're uh, in your own office. My own office at the Coolwater Ranch, looking out into the trees. And uh, happy to be here. And uh, what more corn can I add to this? Well, Tom, I'll tell you, every time I get the opportunity to come in, I realize what I an exquisite view you have. Of the Cool Water Ranch? No. of uh, You of, haven't seen it since after its grass has been cut. No, the Mississippi River Bridge. Oh, that's a from different the, story. Oh, oh, my God. It's just marveling. And I love pulling up the blinds and, and looking out um, across the city. I am quite jealous of this job you have, for sure. Well, uh, it's it's worked fine for me. and uh, But, you know, you have to put up in front before you can get started. This is not something that comes easily. I know. Well, but, I am jealous uh, of this view because it's a gorgeous day out. And I get to sit day. here and talk about food with you. So did you have lunch today? No, I didn't. But I had a really good dinner last night. I went to a restaurant that, uh, I don't know if you've been to it or not, uh, but 
it is uh, coming in from, uh, in this case, uh, back in the bayous uh, and all this, and it is uh, at the the place right on uh, Bayou St. John. And uh, it, it, what, what do in we the call city. That? In the city. Mm-hmm. And there we are, and uh, here we are, ready to just uh, start talking about something. Well, well I'll uh, tell you while you think it, um, while you think about where you had dinner. Can I tell you about where I had lunch today? Hit me. I'd love to hear it. Okay, I went to the Capulet. The Capulet. Yeah, the Capulet, like oh, like the play Capulet. Uh huh. Um, and it's in the Bywater. Over yeah. by uh, Nina Compton's Bywater American Bistro and the Country oh, yeah. Club, which mm-hmm. I know I know you're familiar with over there, um, having gone and eaten there a couple of times. But this is a very interesting space. If anybody, it's new, so I don't necessarily expect um, you know everybody to have mm-hmm. been there. But um, it is a very interesting space. So it's off Dauphine, yeah. um, and. It operates in the evening as, like, an event space. So, like, to host weddings and special events um, and stuff like that and has a, a large catering menu. But during the day, of course, to be able to utilize the space um, and continue operating a business that can welcome people in, they do lunch um, and a breakfast service. Oh. And so I was very intrigued by this because... You know, maybe you do know of a couple of places, but I don't know too many where it is primarily a event space, but then they have the ability to, you know, kind of break the spaces apart and run strictly as a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And so um, you... I love those. And unfortunately, the only one I've ever been to with any kind of regularity is in Pasadena, California, which doesn't worth a, a whole lot to me. Well, unless I happen to be there, and uh, if you want to kick me over there, I will uh, allow. Well, so what What I found really interesting about this space, and, and tell me if this kind of aligns with the setup that you've been to before, because I don't, I don't again, I don't know of too many places like this, but when you walk uh-huh. in, yeah. it's it's kind of got sort of bare bones. I mean, there is a large bar to your right. Um, large bar to your right. And okay. it's a Did you large... pick up a cocktail? I did I mean... pick up I picked up two cocktails and I'll tell you oh, about okay. those. And then I'm also going to going to agree with you and concede that you are correct. Uh, vodka, although I do love vodka, Tom, is a flavorless <laughs> is a flavorless again, alcohol. Folks. No, I'm agreeing with you. I am uh-huh. conceding to your opinion, agreeing that fl- that vodka is a flavorless alcohol. Yep. Um, and bourbon is the way to go. However, That's right. Let me tell you about the rest of the space, because this place, everybody, um, is worth checking out if you're looking for a really cool lunch spot or a date night spot. So you walk in, and it's got really big, large windows. And I am very big into natural lighting. I like restaurants with really big windows and lots of natural light. You and Mary Ann. I know. You you. know we're both alike. Um, I'm being... I'm being attacked, ladies and gentlemen. No, you are not, Thomas. <laughs> um, so it's got gorgeous natural light, but it's it's kind of bare bones. It's brick walls, um, exposed um, ceilings, cement floors, um, really just clean and neat, not a lot of decor. But you have a large bar to your right. And then 
if I can describe this well enough to you, essentially there are little sections by the windows of comfortable seating with couches and chairs, like couches, cushy couches and cushy chairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost as if you were to walk into a coffee shop, but it's like a coffee shop with the chairs and the couches um, separated because the space is so large from like the seating restaurant space where tables are sitting in the center where you could actually dine like one-on-one. So you can go and sit in these chairs and since they open at nine o'clock in the morning, you can get coffee and breakfast. So you can go sit down in kind of this coffee shop um, seating and set up in cushy chairs and couches with coffee tables in front of you. They have plugins where you can like plug your computer in and stuff, or they have seating where you can like seat a four top or an eight top or a two top for breakfast. Having occupied all of that, uh, those ideas, can you actually eat there? Yes, you can. But ah, so I'm, I'm trying to give you the visual. I'm trying to give you the visual. So I went for lunch. And I had a delicious lunch. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I had. Um, they call it on their menu the Bloody Mary beef, which is of an offensive. The Bloody Mary. Beef. Yes, it's an offensive name. I know. <laughs> I <don't actually. laughs> well, I, I, I didn't get offended by it. Okay. Would you like me to? Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> um, okay. I, I guess it just when you say it, it doesn't really sound delicious. But I'm going to describe it to you, and it is indeed do. delicious. So it's braised yeah. beef that they do in house, mm-hmm. a tomato horseradish aioli, um, Tareda, tomato uh, horseradish, tomato horseradish. So it's a roasted, a roasted ah. tomato horseradish aioli, um, with then roasted tomato on top, pickled green beans. So this is in the sandwich. Okay, this is in Uh the sandwich. Um, Celery slaw, so like diced up celery slaw, on Bellegarde rye. Mm -hmm. Toasted. Yeah. And it was delicious. Mm -hmm. I am a big fan of different textures in my sandwiches. So I really liked the crunch of the green beans and the crunch of the celery and then the crispy rye to balance the, like, really tender braised roast beef that that was on the sandwich. So uh, the third time, no, it was the second time that you and I had lunch together. Yes. You had uh, sandwiches of that kind. We had it at... Um, St. James. St. James, And exactly we didn't right. love it, did we? I don't... Uh, well, I, I didn't expect to love it. Uh, so, uh, but I... And well, I this did. was different. This was definitely significantly better. And you and Marianne I need to... loves it. You and I need to go there um, okay. sometime together when we can get to lunch again. So I had that sandwich, and then I met a friend, um, and she had the rotating chicken salad special. Which the flavors for the chicken salad were like um, the, not the barbecue, um, but the kind of oysters that they do over there at Redfish Grill. You know what I'm, uh, mm-hmm. the buffalo. It was like the a buffalo, buffalo style. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can buy that. With the Tabasco, with the Tabasco sauce. And I kind of thought initially that it was going to be very overwhelming, but I found it really light and just slightly tangy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was on a sourdough. And it was really great. So yeah. two excellent sandwiches, 
gorgeous environment. The sunlight was coming through the windows. We were sitting on nice, cushy couches. And um, they also make, which Marianne, or um, if Marianne is listening, but Tom, alert for Marianne, they make their own fresh daily house-made chips in different flavors. Well, no, get a mention of this. Uh, we have done for once again, Marianne likes one thing and Tom likes something else, and neither <laughs> of them are the same. I just, I, uh, here, is, here I have it listed. Uh, it's the for lunch sandwich. Uh-huh. And my, re, my reju- reduction to that is that I, uh, I, I hope they can come up with a better one. A better one of what? Of those kind of sandwiches, I you know I I never have taken a shine to those. Which the, kind? The kind that are basically cold, sometimes actually very cold, and with some unusual vegetables and uh, meats, and uh, be, always good looking. Really. Okay, nice so kind of stuff. unconventional. You're not really into the unconventional yeah. sandwich. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I can I can understand that. I can understand that. But, you know, that is why variety is the spice of life. I stand by that statement. Because well, let me write that down. <laughs> what, is the, what is the rice of life? Again? Variety <laughs> is the spice the of riot. life. Variety. We've got ri- riots now, ladies. No, we, <laughs> no. Don't, we don't. We don't have to worry about it. Okay, so I want to tell you about, I yeah. want to tell you, so those were the sandwiches. Sandwiches, I've, right. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Tom, I do believe we have a caller you want to welcome in. Michael, 75. You'll be sorry, but let's no, go ahead and do it. Not Michael, I love it's you. It's Michael. Michael on hey, the. You, uh, what? Uh, Ella, you will be sorry because uh, I'm also known as Colonel Jessup because you can't handle the truth. Now I can't. Here it Wait, is. I can't. You cannot handle the truth, Colonel Jessup. Have you ever heard of him? A yeah. few good men. Yes, sir. Okay, that's me. So here's the truth. I'm listening. First of all, my, my, wait, wife, wait, my wife. Wait a second. I got to take care of this. Okay, hang on. Michael, give us just one moment here. <laughs> Thank you. I think I think I took care of it for you, Michael. <laughs> okay, Michael, please go ahead. You need help. Okay, here it is. Uh, first of all, my wife and I love to go out to the nicer restaurants in town. Yes. And. Uh, Yesterday, uh, we went to a real nice restaurant whose name will not be, be mentioned, uh, and I asked if the chef was wearing gloves because of COVID-19. Yes. Uh, they said no, so I'll never go to another restaurant in to New Orleans until COVID-19 is contained. Let me. I'll, a lot of people are just saying it's just like the flu and it's nothing and everything. Well, guess what? It's just like the Spanish flu that killed 18 million people in 1918 and 1919. That's what it's like because they had no vaccine back then, which we don't have now. And because they didn't do the nice quarantine, and you have to quarantine whole areas like Bourbon Street should not be open. None of the football games or anything. But I know y'all don't care about that because you only see the uh, present. You can't see the big picture. Are we talking about are you talking uh, about not dining out in general, Michael? Is that your point? Exactly. Oh, okay. and, and we need we need to self quarantine. But you you guys, uh, uh, I call that the ostrich party that has their heads in the sand. They don't see the big this picture. this is not the product of this show. Uh, this, this is not the point show. of the show, I think. Yeah, is I what mean, Michael, uh, Michael, though, I appreciate the calls. 
It's, uh, you know, we, we don't do medical here. It's just uh, off our look. So uh, check with us another time. This is the Food Show, and we love talking with you about food, restaurants, cooking, wine, the entire range of such things. Oh, I think we're going to our first break, Tom. It sounds like it to me. And uh, it's green. I, I wasn't expecting that. Green. I'm going to look into that and see if you can get a blue one. And uh, stay tuned. More of the Food Show will come up uh, after we check uh, an item or two. Thank you so much. Ollie, I do it every time. You know it. I say the wrong thing and get your name impromised. Uh, impromised. <laughs> Incorrect. That's that. okay. Tom, yeah. I'll love you it's, always and forever. Doesn't it doesn't matter Ollie? how you say my name. Is it Ali or It's Allie. Allie. Yeah. Allie. Like, like an alley on a street. Like an alley. On a street. Actually, yeah. I don't know if I ever told you this, but my mother named me after Allie McGraw. McGraw? The actress from the 70s. Yeah? That's who, that's who um, I was named after. That was the way she hmm. spelled her name. Um, huh. But also the same way Muhammad Ali spelled his name, which is why a lot of people... Yeah. which No, he spelled it A-L-I as well, So, yeah. which is why um, the pronunciation came off Ali occasionally. You know, when he was uh, entering the... Uh, the um, boxing realm. No, well, I was mainly thinking about uh, what he did at the at the dark one, and I can't remember the name of the. Uh, uh, he he was part of getting started. The somebody will tell us this in a second. Okay, that's okay. I, I, well, I can I finish? Lost. Tell you about the Capulet. Yeah, please do. Okay, um, so I explained to you the visuals that it's a gorgeous space um, with with tall windows, lots of natural light. That's one of my favorite aspects about ambiance regarding a restaurant. Um, even though the inside was kind of bare, bare bones and almost a little cold, if you will, with the cement floors and the and the brick walls, kind of an industrial feel. But the food was really great. I had two great sandwiches, um, and then I had some excellent cocktails. Now, Tom, mm. I did not have anything with bourbon, no? so I'm going to no. say that because oh. I like to. So they did have drinks with bourbon in it, but um, I like at least for a first cocktail or or a place that I'm going to try for the first time. I really like to get outside my comfort zone. So that's one Who of who could blame you. That's one of my goals when I go out to eat. Actually. Um, is So I want to pose this question while I'm bringing up this point, and then, Tom, right. I want to ask you this question after I All tell right. you about the drink. Okay. The question is, is it your goal sometimes, always, yes. anytime, hold on, oh, for the question, okay. to get outside your comfort zone when you go to dine out? Uh, sure. That is number one uh, process is pleasure. No, that's to what, get outside your comfort zone. Not necessarily. Well, yeah, you're looking for something but, good to eat. That's true. But, like, yeah, well, that, I'm going to try this weird thing. Uh-huh. Like, something that you've never tried before, that you've never had, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, to get outside your comfort zone and say, I tried that once and I either do or don't like it. Oh, sure. I think you got to do that a certain bit. Yes, or I agree. Or else, yeah. All right, be before we escape with this, but I want to tell you the one little thing i didn't quite finish a, yes a please few. do uh it was the olympics and that was uh adolf uh, not adolf ali muhammad ali uh, muhammad ali mm -hmm. and he actually did walk up the side and and made a salute to the olympic games i forget which year it was mm -hmm. 
And I thought to myself when I was watching that and I said, there is a man. There is a man who knows what he's about. And uh, I walked away from it with this big shiver down, going up and down my spine. I'm not kidding. Yeah, he absolutely made a career and a name for himself for many of the endeavors that he was involved in. That's that's for sure. And so during that time, so that actress was around at the same time um, that his career was evolving. And um, so and they spelled their names. A-L-I. So a lot of because he had more notoriety, a lot of people actually thought that I was named after Mm. him as well. Um, All right. So I want to tell you about the drinks I had. And I bring this up oh, because tell me. perhaps the drink that I'm about to read to you, you're going to think to yourself, ooh. But okay. I chose it because, to my point and the question I posed, so anybody who is out there still dining out and not um, restricting themselves from restaurants, yeah. um, do you try to get outside your comfort zone when you order food of food or drinks in order to kind of push the limits of like, I want to say I at least had this once or whatever. So here's the drink I had. Okay. And it is called beet, B-E-E-T, like the root vegetable. Yeah. Beet it Rita. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. I like uh, like the line. It's a good line. It is line. It's catchy. So this is, okay. Okay. Full disclosure, this is definitely one of those places. And mi- listen, Tom, you know Mary and I. Marianne and I, we like oh, no, operate. <laughs> we operate no, on the wait. same. Hang on, brain. hang on, just, just a, a second here. This is addressed to all the men who are listening right now. Does any one of us actually shake his head and thinking, "Yes, my wife, she takes very good care of me." Yes, absolutely. That okay. is a big fat yes. Um, Good. I might have to get married then. <laughs> okay. All right. Everybody, everybody listening out there. Well, sorry. Welcome back. Allie Lofton, the oyster lady, here with Tom, Mr. Food. And we're talking about the Capulet. Just want to make sure I bring everybody back in on the conversation. The Capulet over off Dauphine in the Bywater by uh, Nina Compton's Bywater Bistro and, and the Country Club. So I had recapped the space. I had recapped the sandwiches. And now I'm on to the drinks. And, Tom, it is one of those places that Marianne has sort of been describing on and off lately. Um, it's the, It's clubby. It's like yeah. in the club, you know, that mm-hmm. she's talking about sort of this younger 30s-something generation that's doing their offshoots of different food varieties that is sort of non-traditional New Orleans foods. So the drink is called, to reiterate, Beat It Rita, and it's catchy. Beat It Rita. Beat It Rita. And it is tequila, beet shrub, yeah. Which I am really into shrub. drink shrub beet shrub, which that's I'm really a real, that's a really southern uh, thing to have. Yes, it is, and um, I'm really into drinks with with shrub flavorings right now: lemon, lime, and celery bitters. It was refreshing. It was delicious. It was not overpowering. First of all, I love anything beets. I love anything earthy, like earthy flavors, like root vegetables are. And um, it was delicious. It was refreshing. It was not overpowerful. And um, I absolutely loved it. So I had that as a drink. And then one of the other drinks I had was a lavender mimosa. A lavender mimosa. And if you know Marianne, she loves all things lavender. Does she? She does. We talk about it a lot. 
I'll have to run that past her. So it's, I don't remember ever seeing or hearing that. But well, she so likes lavender tea. So yeah. this was a lavender mimosa. It was made of kava, elderberry, and lavender kombucha, which, Tom, say God bless you while we're here. Um, <laughs> Good for you. So um, that was just a little poke joke, Tom. And then lavender bitters. So I really love the bitters flavors lately. And there were other drinks on here that are very traditional. Like there's a Pimm's Cop. There's an Old Fashioned. So they have lots of um, bourbon drinks that are traditional on here. But my point about picking these drinks is getting outside your comfort zone. So where are all my boys at today? Where are the collars at today? Tell me, do you try to get outside your comfort zone when you go out to dine or are you looking for the familiar are you looking for something that you know about that you kind of generally know what the flavor profiles are going to be um you know what to expect or are your eyes when you open up a menu looking for something unfamiliar to get outside your comfort zone so that's kind of the question Mm -hmm. i'm posing in this first um, hour And so, Tom, my question is, do you have a dish or do you have a um, memory of a restaurant experience where you felt you were outside of your comfort zone? Maybe this was early on in your career. Maybe it was when you were just getting out there. But do you have a memory of that? Uh, you know, I, I kind of uh, invent these as I go. And it's the only time I would get a cocktail that is not uh, exactly the, what I'm thinking of it's, is when I'm using different ingredients than I usually do uh, and garnishes that uh, might not be anything I've paid much attention to. But I try to get certain cocktails, certain cocktails, and uh, see how it goes. And if I like it, I keep on going with it. And if I don't, I take a day off on that. Okay. One. Well, what about dishes? What about food items? Like, have you uh-huh. ever eaten thing, anything weird like squirrel? Uh, I'll try anything. I'll try anything you put in front of me. Okay. Anything That's at my all. point. I mean, so even, you are good stepping outside stuff. your comfort zone and trying yes. weird, bizarre dishes. Yeah, I, I think that's true. Okay, can you think of one recently in which that stands out in your mind? If you can't, that's okay. But this is kind of one of those things like where when I go to a restaurant, I mean, that's really what I'm trying to do. Like, I don't know, I guess um, I, I had um, squirrel recently in a stew. Mm, um, that's Grunswick stew. Yeah. And, Brunswick, excuse me, Brunswick stew. And I didn't love it. But I am glad. I thought it was a little chewy. I am yeah. glad that that I tried it and said that I have had it and I had an opinion about it one way or another. So if anybody, again, out there is listening, like, do you look for the familiar when you go out to eat or are you looking for something outside of your comfort zone? Mm-hmm. So that's the question. Um, my next thought so like after the oh let me finish about the capulet sorry one more thing about them the capulets they the capulet they have an upstairs space that's also a part of their event space so you you leave the main downstairs dining area with the bar and the cushy chairs and then you walk up a set of stairs in the back um and on top is a rooftop view so they have tables they have benches you can go up there and sit 
um, and have your food and have your drinks. And they hold weddings and other events up there. And it has the most breathtaking view, similar very much, but not quite the same as yours here out the office window, um, Tom, of the GNO. Um, and I really thought that that sold it as a space and a place to go, except they're never going to put um, umbrellas up there, like to shade the space. And when I went there today at one, it was really hot. Like it was uncomfortable. I was definitely not going to eat and drink up there. So that really, I feel like, was a, a pretty big negative for me on the space. Um, which is, I don't know, other than maybe in the cooler months, so not anytime soon, am I going to be eating or drinking up there because um, it was really hot and they're not going to have any shade. So that was mm. kind of like my biggest critique of the space today. Someone would actually critique you for uh, getting such a drink? No, I'm talking about no? just like the space. Like the, oh. there's going to be no umbrellas up there to give shade. So that was my ah. biggest critique of the Capulet. Well, it sounds like we're coming to the end of an aura, or or an aura, or a, a slope. And we're just we'll going to our back. second break. Welcome back. You're listening to the oh, Food Show. Hey, Tom. You are. Hi. Welcome. Okay. In so time, in, in the time we have moved away from the uh, 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 the uh, microphone. I looked up uh, the thing I was uh, going to go out on a limb with. Oh, yes. It's, Tell me. It's the Mr. Boston Official Bartenders and Party Guide. Okay. I like you know this already. Got, I, uh, I had this last night at, uh, in, uh, on the North Shore. Uh, we went to Dakota, a really oh, Dakota. great restaurant. Yeah. Dakota uh, is actually, has, over the years, been uh, five-star ratings from me more than a few times so uh, anyway there there's a they have a great uh, bar there and i just got stirred up it's a drink that i call a one in one or some variation on the theme mm -hmm. what, what you have there is uh one of the ones is uh it's a whiskey but or it's actually a vermouth it's a vermouth uh, for one, and then you get another vermouth uh, shot, but this one's on the reddish, darkish side. And then you have two different kinds of vermouth, and it comes together in a really interesting drink that's uh, great for Italians. Italians love it if if you have a taste for an Italian food, and who mm. and who doesn't, you know? Hey, Tom, I think we have Jay on the phone. Jay is on the phone. Here he is. Jay? Yeah. I'm here. Can you hear me now? Yes, can I can hear you perfectly. Come on in. All right. Uh, I had a uh, Corona experience at lunch today. Yeah. Uh, I walked into a restaurant that I go to about, you know, once every two weeks or so. And the tables were covered with uh, butcher paper. And I yeah. said, that's weird. What, what happened? They said, oh, this is so we, you know. We don't just spray the tables. Now we cover them with paper. I thought that was pretty cool, actually. Interesting. I've, I've been to a few and restaurants that? that do butcher paper, but this was for a, a sanitation purposes, right? Is yeah. that, that what you're speaking about? Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Some of them do it, you know, for different reasons. But uh, this was Marianne's favorite club sandwich restaurant. Porter and Luke. 
You got it. I love Porter and Luke. So, I do too. And um, that's a great anyway, restaurant. I, I love there. it. It is. And I, I, I wish they brought the oyster bar back, but so what? They don't. What do you? What did you have, okay. Jay? I soup. had the club sandwich. Oh, you had the club. Okay, you had the club sandwich. Yeah, one of my one of my absolute favorites. You know what I actually love? What else I love there is their spaghetti and meatballs. Have you ever had any of their other Italian dishes? I have not. Um, I, I can't tell you the last time I got spaghetti and meatballs out. Maybe when I was in single digits, you know, um, as a child. But uh, that's something I never order out. Really? No reason. Just... I don't think about it. Yeah, no, no, no. I get that. Um, I live actually just a few blocks away from them, so they're very much a go a go to neighborhood place for me for lunch and dinner. And um, you know, if we've just decided that we're not cooking that night or whatever, and we cook five six nights a week at my house, um, the kid, my I love it too. But my kids absolutely love their spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, um, which one doesn't? I'm gonna have to try they, they, it. It's it's excellent. Um, uh, and. And uh, I think spaghetti and meatballs this week. Mm, my one of my favorites. It's an absolute go-to but for you, us. I hate to tell you how I fixed it, but I reached into the freezer and got a handful of little mini meatballs that I got at Costco and and put some put them in some sauce and spaghetti. I mean, you know. Well, sometimes when you dress them up, you know they'll do. But man, let me tell you, the meatballs over there at Porter and Luke J. They are the size of a freaking baseball, like big, massive ones, and they're seasoned perfectly. They're cooked perfectly, um, and then their um, pasta—they use an angel hair for it. Um, it is—it's delicate. It's delicious. It's seasoned perfectly. Um, I'm a big club sandwich eater over there myself as well. Um, I love their soups. I, I mean, they're just an absolute go-to for me. So I, I really I really enjoy going there. Um, you went there for lunch? Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm going to try the meatball. Uh, I'll probably bring my wife with me and split it. I mean, it's two meatballs you get? You get two meatballs the size of baseballs so and plenty yeah, of pasta. So it's absolutely a, a shareable dish, a shareable entree for sure. Um, and then I always get it with um, their... Mm, garlic sardines. No, definitely not garlic no? and sardines. Nope. Um, oh. they're just one of their Let's salads, like their house salads with grilled chicken on top. Um it's a it's, it's oh, yeah. a great balance. Yeah, it's excellent. I did I did notice I did notice a table. Uh, my dining companion asked me what that was, and I'm pretty sure it was uh, deep fried chicken livers. Mm. Now that's something. That's good. one of their. Uh, I guess I guess that's one of their specialties. There. Uh, I remember back in the day, Mandina's used to have them. And they used to I don't them think you can find those a lot of places, can you, Tom? You, Deep fried chicken than, livers? More than you might imagine. And there used to be a place uh, in the, in the, uh, I was going to say, uh, uh, the dessert on the other side of, uh, the, of the French Quarter. But that's where it, it's, it has since closed down. But they had that all the time, that dish. Your, the meatballs and with the... Uh, the chicken livers and all the rest of it. That's an incredibly good, good dish. What? Uh, I, I think I, it does. I still haven't tried the, uh, it's a rich dish, you know, the fried chicken livers, so mm -hmm. I haven't really tried it yet. 
But uh, um, one of these days, I'll get somebody to split the small order with me. Do you yeah, usually go to lunch or, or just dinner there, Jay? Uh, always lunch. It's, How crazy is that out. parking lot? That's probably one of the biggest drawbacks uh, for me is that parking lot is absolutely packed and sometimes really difficult to find a parking spot there. I have to confess, I had my uh, road rage event there today, as I usually do. <laughs> and uh, even unparking was an issue. You know, it's like, and it's really just lunchtime. Or? It's not so much dinner. It's really just lunchtime. But, yeah, but it's worth it because it's a great spot, you know, so you just kind of grit your teeth and bear it until you can find a parking spot. But yes, um, exactly. one of my favorite neighborhood neighborhood places to go, a hundred percent. What do you get there? Oh, I just said the spaghetti and meatballs. I always love oh. their soups. I love the club sandwich. Of course, their fried chicken. Jay, you've had their fried chicken, right? I mean, they're like I have, well known for their fried and, uh, chicken. Last time I was there was Ash Wednesday, and I had their Des Alamans catfish. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do a great job there with their fried chicken. Um, yeah, excellent place. Thank you so much, Jay, for calling in and letting us know. All right, guys, and, and uh, I'm sorry y'all were talking about hard liquor because I gave it up for Lent. So oh, no. Well, just have a little bit. I'll be back. It's a, four weeks to go. No, That's right. You can do mind. it. You can do it. I'm not worried. Thanks so much, Jay. All right, guys. I'm not worried either. All right, thank you very much. See ya. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. And uh, we are happy to have you with us today in talking about the food scene around New Orleans, which is a big place and has a lot of things that you may have never tried before. Give it a whirl. Why not? There's a lot of of food to be uh, explored. Tom, speaking of yes. Lent, and you all Lent. were on the topic recently, right, because you all are featuring, sea, featuring seafood um, um, places and dishes, um, you know, up in, up until Easter um, on nomenu.com in your daily newsletter. Kyle and I made, um, my husband and I made crab cakes this weekend. Yeah. And I'm going to have to go out on a really confident limb here and say we made the most dynamite crab cakes i think ever yeah mm. and so i want to run the recipe back um past you on what we did and see if you offer any other tweaks or alternatives to making this recipe better because no more than four ingredients Okay, all right. Well, let me just run past you what we got, and then you tell me what we should add or eliminate here to make this. Mm -hmm. And I'm putting this out there. I'm posing this out there for anybody. Let me tell you right now, y'all, we got – so typically, and Tom, I've mentioned this a few times, we buy most of all of our seafood and meats at Dornax. Because for me, it is the premier – grocery store for quality meats in this city um they just do a dynamite job um where they source it how they prepare it it's just an absolute go-to for us but on this one instance we did go to rouse's and y'all go right now crab meat is insanely reasonably priced right now 
and yeah. delicious. I mean, we got the jumbo lump, a pound of the, I'm talking wow. knuckle stuff, thick pieces, jumbo lump crap for like 15 bucks. Not bad. That is a bargain for lump, like a pound of lump. You know what I was thinking about when I heard you say that and other things kind of along that line uh, is uh, we are uh, we have lost a restaurant in the in the uh, down in the warehouse district. You probably have heard about it, and they had a style of uh, eating there and a store a, a star of uh, uh, of the way they cook everything. And uh, it has, <clears throat> we're going to really miss those guys. Bonton. Mm-hmm. The Bonton, yeah. Yeah, and they had great crab dishes. <clears throat> you're, you're, you know, I've been waiting for somebody to sp- uh, pronounce it as Bonton, because uh, uh, I don't know why I couldn't find anybody to actually spin it out like that way. So I'm glad you did it. Uh, you win a prize. Oh, did I it- not do it correctly? No, you did it perfectly. Oh, okay. You, most, most people get it dead wrong. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, where's my? What's my prize, Tom? Your prize? To be oh, here with you on. today. Ding, ding. This is radio. <laughs> this isn't. Okay. All right. So wait, let me tell you about my crab meat, my, my crab cakes. Anyway, ah. so I'm encouraging everybody, get out right now this weekend and go get y'all some crab meat. I'm sure it's great everywhere. We went to Rouse's. I live in Old Metairie, so we went to the one on Airline. Um, we got it for like 15 bucks for a pound. It was lump, big chunks of crab meat. It was delicious. Tom, here's our recipe, and please let me know yeah. if you suggest adding or omitting any ingredients to improve it. Yeah, throw it into you the ready sh- for it. Yeah, fire away. Okay, breadcrumbs. So, yeah, b- so breadcrumbs. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Keep going. Mayo, yeah. egg, yeah. mustard. Uh huh. Lemon juice. Yeah. Worcestershire. Yeah. Okay, we mix that up. That's like the binding. Mm-hmm. Okay, we picked the crab meat. Yeah. We put it all together, made mm-hmm. the patty out of it. We put flour down and like lightly powdered it okay and then we seared it on both sides and that's for pancakes no tom oh i'm crab sorry crab cakes I'm okay that's what we did to make our crab cake that's what i said crab cakes no you said pancakes oh i'm sorry you <laughs> sure did i mean i that's <laughs> it's okay this getting older stuff is really for the birds <laughs> that's all right that's why i'm here um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep us on track. So that was what we did for the crab cake. Now you just said the no more than four ingredients. Well, obviously I mentioned more than four. So what's your four? Let's see. You have uh, flour. Yes. You have butter. You butter have... is your binding agent. It is. Okay. I don't. You sometimes I've been known to use uh, 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 yellow that yellow stuff. Mayo. Uh, no. Mustard. No. No, it's 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 paste. It's you make pastry out of it. Oh. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, let's see what am I what I'm, am I I'm forgetting wrong. here? I think that's about it. No, you do not just put butter and crab butter, and flour crab. together. Oh, the crab is extra. That the the crab is a, a surprise at the end of it. No, that's the main ingredient. Oh, okay. In crab, well, if you cakes. say so. Okay. Yeah. And uh, let's see what that's that's it. That's all I've got. I, and I'm just keep it real simple. 
and uh, no high heat. So you just and, dust it in the flour? Yeah, something just, like that. No, it actually all murks, uh, it gets together on its own. And then poof, there it is. You hold it on for, uh, and now it's ready. Bang. You here sear it, is. it, is what you yeah, sear it on the sides. Yeah, that's a way of putting it, yeah. Okay. Well, we in certainly my, did more than four ingredients. My uh, my uh, my uh, biscuits that I do very often with the help of my daughter, who has always been able to make that even when she was like three and four years old. I'm, I'm it sounds like I'm joking, but I'm not. Anyway, uh, why did I bring that up? Because we were talking we were talking about butter and making crab yeah. cakes, and you started talking about making biscuits. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. That's it's okay. Just, no, it's I'm, a wonderful feeling to think about pancakes. It is. I do love pancakes, too. So if anybody out there has a recipe, you know who I bet has a recipe? Stephen. Stephen, oh. I bet you're out there listening, telling me that you have, thinking about how you have a phenomenal crab cake recipe. Call me in the second hour and let me know if you do. That's only four ingredients, like Tom's saying. Tom, you're talking about Crisco earlier. Uh, Crisco, you don't get from me. You don't ever use it? Never. Not once in one thing. No, I have used it in the past, but I don't like it. You don't like it in any dish? Well, uh, for the dishes that I do, which is not all the dishes in the world, I just uh, I do the ones that I like. And uh, that one is one where I wouldn't use it at all. It used to be very much uh, an ingredient, but I haven't. I gave that up uh, quite a while. Okay. Well, because I'm gonna, I'm trying to figure out what you're telling me is the other yellow stuff in your crab cake recipe. Buttermilk. Oh, butter. You use buttermilk in your crab cake recipe? You have to be very careful, but you can be done, and I do it all the time. Does it? What does it do? Give it a little tang. It gives a little, a little tang is a good word for that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with tang on that. Okay. And, and uh, it, it also has a, uh, a mouth feel that I think is, is nice. Hmm. I like it. Okay. Does anybody else use buttermilk in their crab cake recipe? This is intriguing to me. Okay. All right. So we made it. That's what our recipe was. If anybody else out there has a crab cake recipe with four ingredients or less, I'm talking to you, Stephen, um, then please call us and share it because um, I'm pretty confident I'm. we made the most dynamite crab cake recipe um, this weekend. Oh, wait, we don't want, pan, uh, we don't want uh, explosions. We. Oh, I get it. Ne- never mind. Okay. Um, call me up. And tell me what your recipe is or how you would tweak the one that I just mentioned. But, Tom, so I'll start this, but I know we're going to the top of the hour in a few minutes. But I have a very exciting anniversary coming up. Tell me all about it. Okay. Um, So another question that I have is that does anybody still celebrate with their significant other the day they met? versus mm. their wedding anniversary date. I, I, I wonder if anybody could name that. Uh, that that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting idea. Well, I want I want to do that and uh, I want to share this with you because okay. it is my anniversary. I have two big anniversaries coming oh, up well, actually. I'm and waiting. I need Let's your go. advice. Okay. 
and I'm hoping that other people will call and chime in with their advice. I am celebrating this month my 14th anniversary of meeting my husband. So we met this month in March, just six months after Hurricane Katrina. Um, and so we're celebrating 14 years together. And then in May, I'm celebrating my 10th, so I'm hitting a decade, you guys, my 10th wedding anniversary. And Wonderful. so Kyle and I are trying to decide how we're going to celebrate both occasions. So this week, this week actually, is the week that I met Kyle 14 years ago. Um, so ha happy anniversary, honey, if you're out there listening to me today. Um, and so where should we go for such an occasion? Because I think of the day we met almost just as significantly as I think of the day we wed. You should go to the uh, the place where the the your uh, if if your wife or your husband, whichever it is, uh, when you when you figured out what that was, then you just go on it, and then you might have to say a little bit more. Okay, well, let me tell you where we went the first night we met. Um, I don't even know if you know about this place, but it's on Toulouse and Charters. It's called Chart House Cafe. I sure do. That's a, an unusual restaurant. It though, is. Um, for this. And so I'm going to out us here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you all a funny story because I know we're getting ready to go to break. But the story is that Kyle was eight. This is six months after the storm. Kyle was 18. I was 21. And that's where we were. That's where we went hoping to get a drink. And I get caught. You know, they're always out there. You got to watch they them. Are. And so we went there, and it's very divey. So I would describe that place as kind of a dive, a dive. And and is that why you went to uh, go there? We did. Um, huh. You know, we're eighteen that's, and that's twenty-one. A, I don't think we had a super refined palate at that time. <laughs> is that a charge for you? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that that we went there looking for a dive place, and so we're kind of interested. Oh, we're at the top. Come here and okay. Be back with us. We have more of the food show. Stay tuned. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.